Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Kate Scott. This is the update. On today's show, the 49ers signed head coach Kyle Shanahan to a six-year extension last week, doubling down on the three years he had left on his previous contract and making sure he stays in Santa Clara through the 2025 NFL season. We discuss why the team made the move now where they're at on extensions for GM John Lynch and tight end George Kittle, and much more with longtime 49ers and NFL reporter Cam Inman. It's Monday, June 22nd. Well, Cam, welcome to the update. It's about darn time. I'm glad to have finally have you on with us. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, uh, it all it took was a lot of stuff going on in the world besides sports. So uh, <laughs> yeah. at least we have a little bit of sports to talk about, though. Indeed. Um, And let's start with that, because in Santa Clara last week, 49ers signed head coach Kyle Shanahan to a six-year extension, after which you sent out a tweet that caught a lot of people's attention, including mine. This blew my mind that Shanahan is the first Niners coach to earn an extension since Steve Mariucci, since Mooch 20 years ago. Cam, that's crazy. I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around that, saying that out loud right now. Well, if you could say the names Dennis Erickson, Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary, Jim Tomsula, and Chip Kelly, then you'd understand why. And then you'd everybody be like, <laughs> well, why didn't Harbaugh get one? And it's a vastly different franchise than it was just a few years ago. It's a lot more harmonious. The franchise is on so much better ground. There's less friction between the coach and the ownership and the general manager. And the roster's better and everything's ascending. And I think Kyle Shanahan's the right guy for this job, and I thought he was three years ago. And three years ago, he was coming off a bad Super Bowl loss, and here he is again. But everybody's got the faith in this guy for a lot of good reasons, Kate. Why do you think he's the guy for this spot, Cam? There's multiple ones besides the one that everybody loves to point to of him being such a great uh, gamesmanship, uh, great strategy, great play caller. I think his title as a head coach goes beyond that. I mean, he is not a standoffish type of guy. And like a Belichick guy, I don't think would play very well here. Kyle knows how to like work in the Bay Area and what the market wants. He's an educator. He kind of teaches us things. He gives us just enough insight and transparency to make us feel like we can understand. Whereas Kate, in reality, he's probably only giving us five to 10%, but it's enough to sell us. And it's like, it's football. It's not just one person. It's, it takes so many different people. And he knows how to connect all the leaders. He knows how to just tap into the diversity, which is very important right now in our society. If you look at his coaching staff, it's very diverse. And along the way, he grooms other head coaches. And most of all, I think he's hungry to win a ring. I mean, he wants to get a Super Bowl ring like his dad won too. And the 49ers are desperate for that. So people want to knock him. I mean, the biggest con on him is, is he snake bit in Super Bowls? And the only way we're going to find out is if he gets back to a third one. (laughs) Indeed. And you alluded to it in your first answer. But for context, for folks maybe who don't remember or are just getting into the game, Jim Harbaugh got the 49ers to a Super Bowl in February 2013, after which he also, like Shanahan, had three years left on his original contract. But no extension for Harbaugh. So wondering what impact, if any, do you think the knowledge that Jed York gained from that situation played in Shanahan getting extended now? I think it's minimal because they're two vastly different people. And yes, people want to say, well, he didn't want to let Kyle get away like he let Jim get away. Well, who's to say Jim didn't want to get away from this too? It was not a good situation. Whereas right now, I think it's a fantastic situation from what we know. Now, remember, it took a couple of years before we started hearing about the 
bubbling tensions at 49-49 between Harbaugh and Trent Baalke and ownership, whereas everything we've heard from Kyle is very harmonious working with John Lynch, the general manager, who I would expect he'll probably get an extension to at some point because they both came in on six-year deals. And Jed York seems to have this franchise running quite well, but you know, as the pandemic makes you a little worried about how the NFL is going to continue, what the revenues are going to be like going forward. But for the NFL success, you need that continuity and stability. And for the first time in the York ownership over these 20 years, they really have it. I really feel like they're in a great place. And obviously, I mean, this is this kind of circles back to what, what this franchise revolves around. It's not a head coach. It's the quarterback. And no matter the offseason, the quarterback's always going to be a big hot topic. And so now the attention is going to turn to Jimmy Garoppolo and how, how well he can do this year. And obviously, people are waiting on George Kittle's contract extension because he's Garoppolo's favorite target. But again, once they start playing, hopefully, it'll be whether Kyle Shanahan is, is confident enough to dial up more pass plays for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, money-wise, where does the extension put Shanahan amongst his fellow head coaches? Any idea? From what we understand, it's in the top five, which is where he should be. And the reason I say that is he might be the 10th longest tenured coach, even though he's only been with the team for three years. Oh, my goodness. Which just shows that, you know, there's so many coaches that get hired in and out of this league. You have the Belichick and the Tomlin and, and Sean Payton and a few other guys that have been there longer, but not much longer. And Kyle was the longest tenured coach without a playoff win up until last season. That that was only after two years. Wow. So that's it's a very evolving door with head coaches. And so by locking him up and bringing him back up to the market rate, since you know, his deal was almost getting priced out already. If Zach Taylor in Cincinnati was a first-time coach getting paid more than him, then he needed to get his contract up. Now, you mentioned an extension for Lynch. I know the past couple of days, a lot of folks have been saying, where is it? It should be here already. They should be in lockstep. Are you thinking it's coming soon? What, what are you expecting? I don't think it's as urgent as maybe this was just because other coaches had recently been hired, whereas the general manager market isn't quite like that. And I think John got a pretty sweet deal to leave the TV booth to become a first-time GM. And he's flourished in that role. He's, he's really a great face of the franchise in terms of uh, his media presence, in terms of community service. But when it comes to the general manager duties, it's about compiling a roster. And they've compiled a pretty good roster together, both of them, Kyle and John. There's not a lot of talk about who has the trigger, like back in the Scott McLuhan and Nolan and Singletary days of like who gets to pick the players. And John has a great crew around him, especially Adam Peters. He's a fellow Monta Vista High School alumni like myself. And Adam has been with the team for three years. So you know that he has credit for the roster. But Adam, seriously, he might be getting elevated to a general manager role at some point. And the 49ers, maybe they do that with him and shift John to a different title. And right now, he's Adam's the vice president of player personnel, along with Martin Mayhew, who is a minority GM candidate out there. And he's going to be getting looks for sure. He better be next year. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought Adam up because that was one of the things that's also kind of come to light the last few days is that in order to keep Adam in Santa Clara, that they might give him that GM role, kind of make up a new title for John, because otherwise Adam might be gone. What do you think? I don't know if their roles would actually change because Adam does such a great job scouting at the different levels, especially college-wise where they're coming out. And John does such a great job kind of understanding how the roster needs to be structured and built. And then you have Prague Marate handling the contract negotiations. So that's why I say there's not a lot of problems with the franchise's hierarchy right now. And that's why they wanted to keep this stability. I don't see Adam as a guy greedy to get his face and name out there and start speaking and wanting to become more nationally known. He's a guy that's 
studies football and he's got a great sense about him. I really enjoy talking to him a lot, but I don't talk to him that often in terms of like asking him for on the record stuff because that's John's domain and our chats are usually just cordial, nothing too deep, nothing off the record or secrets like that. But he's got a good head on his shoulders and Fortnite is really, they did a great job luring him away from Denver uh, underneath John Elway. No doubt. they got a lot of great stuff going on right now in the front office. On the field, they're not too shabby either. You mentioned him earlier, George Kittle. Been hearing talks about an extension for one of the best tight ends in the league for quite a while now. So what do you think's going on there? It's going to be a big record-breaking deal in terms of the tight end market. And it's going to be a complicated one because he's not just a tight end like Gronkowski or say Tony Gonzalez was back in the day. He's a wide receiver. He's, he's like a left tackle, if you will, because he loves to block. And he's put up numbers greater than any other tight end his first three seasons. So he has so much leverage. And then the 49ers, they have to figure out what the salary cap's going to be going forward. And that's why this pandemic comes into play. If you wonder how that can impact the contract negotiations of the revenue and cash flow, I think the 49ers have the money to do it. They can always maneuver the salary cap how they need to. So I don't think that's an issue. But it's also like deadline-wise. These guys aren't getting back together for a month in Santa Clara at the earliest. So they don't really need his presence right now. But I will say they've been practicing together in Nashville. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo and a few of the wide receivers and some other guys went out to Nashville where George Kittle is his offseason home. And they were practicing at a high school just south of Tennessee. So everybody knows that the offseason is not really a time to rest. You got to try to keep getting better. And uh, Kittle's been doing that. He's been uh, he's a very fun guy. And he's you know, after his first year, he was kind of injury prone or not necessarily. He just had some nicks and he wasn't producing the way that anybody thought he might. And then all of a sudden he produced like crazy his second year and his third year, he backed it up and did so much more with his blocking. And he's a real treat. He's a two-time captain now for him going into his fourth year. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Well, before we let you go, Cam, let's talk NFL season. Surges of COVID-19 right now in Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Does the NFL season start on time? I think it does start on time, as long as there's not a huge spike and everybody has to stay away. I believe it'll start. I don't believe fans will be in the stands, at least not for the first couple of weeks. And Kate, I've been watching some sports around the world to try to gauge how this goes. And a sport that I kind of started paying attention to a few years ago was the Australian Rugby League, where Jared Hayne came out of the yeah. 49ers, right? And it's because it's a very contact-oriented sport with about 20 guys on the field like the NFL does. And they started back up a, a few weeks ago. They have their temperature checked before they're allowed to take the field. They're kind of quarantined. They have a very strict social bubble. So even if a guy, you know, I was reading some recent news saying a player kissed a, a female reporter on the cheek after an interview, which first of all wouldn't fly here. But anyhow, <laughs> by doing yeah. that, he violated the social bubble. He wasn't six feet away. So he drew a one-game suspension uh, because oh, of that, wow. not because of the actual act. <laughs> right. And then another team had six guys that failed the temperature check before a match, and they were going to have to postpone the match. But the guys were able to retest about an hour later, and their temperatures came down. And there was talk of gamesmanship that the host team overheated the locker room to get those temperature checks to try to oh, force wow. their opponent to I love it. There's so much sabotage <laughs> still in play in the COVID-19 yeah. era, right? That's sportsmanship to the extreme. Oh, my gosh. Well, loved chatting about everything, Cam. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Know that you've been kind of furloughed on and off with the Bay Area News Group, only sports writers. Um, so hoping that maybe those will come to an end if and when the NFL season does start. 
Indeed, I hope so too. I mean, it's I try to think of our newspaper. I always have is like one big giant team, and we help each other out. But right now, the sports guys have take the brunt of it. Hopefully, that we can all like start writing again and reporting and doing podcasts and social media and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thanks for having me on, Kate. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed for all of that. Thanks, Cam. Okay, take care. If you're not already, give Cam a follow on Twitter. He's at Cam Inman. That's I-N-M-A-N. You can also follow him on Instagram at 49ers.cam. And be sure to read his work at the Bay Area News Group. And since we know you're all a little bit lazy, we've linked to all three of those in the description notes of our podcast here today. All you have to do is click the corresponding link and you're there. Don't forget, you can now listen to us through any of your Google devices. Just tell your assistant, play the update with Kate Scott Podcast. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. For all of us here at The Update, thanks to Cam for stopping by. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Kate Scott. Have a safe and healthy few days, everybody. Looking forward to an update on the discussion surrounding Colin Kaepernick's potential return to the NFL with National NFL writer Mike Sando on Wednesday.